Hello, welcome to the Philosophy Podcast. I'm Bethany Rail, the founder and leader of the Philosophy Real Estate team. Our mission is to make real estate approachable so that everyone can utilize it to build wealth. Today, I'm here with Xavier Thompson, one of our most experienced realtors who consistently goes above and beyond for his clients to ensure that they end up in the right home for their specific needs and is a creative and strong negotiator. Today, we're going to talk about how to choose a realtor, what to look for, um, and just how to make sure that you are deciding to work with somebody who will be a great fit for you. Um, Xavier, do you want to explain a couple of ways that you can evaluate actual experience, not just number of years in real estate or something like that, but like how to evaluate what quality experience is? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so I guess um, when you're um, evaluating, looking for a realtor, um, I guess the biggest thing I, in my opinion, would be, do, will this realtor actually, you know, be attuned with your needs and what you are looking for um, in your home search? Again, so because, again, it's, it is, this is the biggest purchase that you're ever going to make in your life until your next house. But um, so this is it, making sure that they fit your needs and your wants is probably the biggest thing. And so I know you and I were discussing before that it's being able to, for your realtor to be able to hear the things that you aren't saying is very key. Because again, it's kind of knowing knowing what you want and what your needs almost before you say them is, I think, that a skill that I uh, wish all realtors had, but all don't. So Totally. Even things like being able to tell your body language when you walk into a home. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see people where a house checks all of their boxes and you can tell they are not connecting with it. Yes. And so finding somebody who can help ask the right questions so that they can help you evaluate why am I not connecting with this house that it checks all the boxes it seems like I should be and adjusting the list from there. What are some questions that you might ask in that scenario, when you walk in, you can tell somebody's not connecting with the house when you thought they would. Um, let's see. So typically, what I've asked is again, I'm like like you're saying, like I read, I read body language, I read what they're saying, I try to read everything in the situation because that's just giving me information on um, the buyer. Um, and so, if that situation happens, I would most likely kind of like at first to start with baseline. It's like, so what do you think of the house? And sometimes, like, their answer won't, res- won't reflect their body language. And so then that's when I go deeper and more of, like, um, it's, like, what boxes do you feel this checks? What boxes don't you feel this checks? And then it's, like, how do you start? Then you talk about location and then talking about lifestyle and going out, going kind of that, that way to figure out, like you're saying, what is the root of why they don't like something that on paper seems like they would love? And so really just trying to go go down the list of deeper things um, of what is the real reason they may not like the house. Totally. What are some questions you think that people could ask a realtor while interviewing them to help them evaluate if this realtor is going to be able to do that well? Um, how, I guess, how long have you been in the business and how, and what have you learned that'll help you help you find my ideal home? I think would be. I think that's the first question that should be that should just should be asked. Um, another question, I think, is is what? How are you going to best help me find 
the the house I I'm looking for. Totally. Because I think a lot of times um, what buyers don't necessarily realize is that they don't always know how to articulate exactly what they're looking for. Right. Like they they might know like I like white cabinets, but they don't necessarily know how to like put it into the full box. Um, and you want a realtor who will be able to totally understand what you're looking for beyond what you're actually saying. And so you actually often, I've found most buyers actually need help identifying what they even want. Um, and so having, I think paying attention to what the realtor is asking you in that interview is equally important because if they're asking only things like how many beds and bathrooms, mm-hmm. what neighborhood do you like? Very basic needs. Very basic needs. Then that's an indicator. That's their capacity to like, they can only help find what you can already articulate. I don't want to be a search box. Like again, it's like you can put all the stuff in a search box. Like I want to be like an interaction that can actually get, there's no, there's no, there's no box on Zillow for, it's like, what are your internal thoughts about this home? Like, you know, and so that's kind of what I feel like that's how I should, how I want to be. Because again, it's like, I want to know like what, like what, it's almost like um, your home matches your personality kind of as a, as a sorts. Totally. And so, because I tell, I tell especially first time home buyers, I'm like, I want you to see several different types of homes because there are going to be some times that you are going to walk into a house thinking you like a certain thing and you're going to realize you don't like it anymore. And then there's going to be some things like, oh, I didn't realize that I actually like this. So that is, that I definitely think that is very key as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think questions that you can look for, for your realtor to be asking you are things about like your lifestyle. Like, what do you do on weekends? Like, do you host a lot? Do you like to be away from people where home is your retreat and you don't interact with a lot of people? Or, um, you know, we had a consultation with somebody the other day and one of her number one priorities is I hate sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't really know where she wanted to go, but she knows she hates traffic. And so when she starts throwing around areas like Smyrna or Laverne, like Xavier, your first response was, yeah, but I know you hate traffic and 24 is the worst. Yeah, she was saying those areas. I'm like, oh, you're going to hate those. You're going to hate those. I was like, it is, there's so much traffic over there. She sent, I remember she sent us home. like, I would love to go see this. And I could just, I looked at location. I'm like, I can tell you now you're not going to like it. And it's like, because the traffic, the traffic there is, uh, is horrendous. And so, and, and she was like, okay. And then we didn't even go see it. So again, it's knowing things like that, I guess my I guess one of my biggest things is knowing that I have your, uh, your, uh, I guess your needs in uh, first in mind. And so that's, that is always my goal. 100%. And you also want a realtor who will say those things. Mm -hmm. Like you want a realtor who's not only saying, yeah, whatever you want, whatever you think, whatever you say, we'll Mm -hmm. do that. You actually want somebody who will give you feedback because, you know, she was pretty new to the area. She genuinely didn't know those neighborhoods at all. And so it was actually really helpful for her to have an agent that would say, I know this house is pretty and it seems like it might be a good fit, but let me tell you about this one thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you were saying, I don't want to go. It was Mm -hmm. you saying, I don't want you to have to put in the emotional energy to picture your life there if I know that you're going to hate it. And also, if we were to happen to go on a day where we don't hit traffic, right. I can tell you that every other day you will and you won't enjoy living there. Um, and so you want somebody who can be 
honest and upfront that's not just like the yes man to tell you what you want to hear, but will actually give you real feedback about what your life is going to look like because they're listening beyond what you're saying and they're able to provide input. Right. Again, so on, I guess on the flip side of that, um, it also, you don't want a realtor that also gives you, I guess would be too much feedback because again, it's, I, I feel it's a very thin line between making sure that you are getting your needs met and you're, that this, they check all the boxes and then also letting you, you know, also go your own journey as well. Yeah. And so it's a very thin line between those two, but knowing like I, knowing when to, I guess, interject your opinion and when to let them, you know, figure out if they like it or not on their own. Um, but it's sometimes, again, not everybody's perfect, but sometimes it is tough because like my biggest fear is three years down the road, my buyer hates their house. And so trying to make sure that is not, like it checks all their boxes and it it checks all the boxes on paper, but it also checks all the boxes in their head as well. It's sometimes, you know. And even asking the questions about what's your future lifestyle, like mm-hmm. what's your lifestyle right now, but what are upcoming, you know, if you know that you have a job transition or a family transition coming up, it doesn't make sense to, you know, if you know that you're planning on adopting three kids in the next two years, it doesn't make sense to buy a house right now that couldn't accommodate that. Um, or, you know, if you know that your job is going to transition to a completely different part of town, mm-hmm. like you want a realtor who's thinking of things like this works great for you right now, but you know, what's your plan for when this big transition that's already, you're already planning on doing, how's that going to happen? Exactly. Cause I get, I talked to my, some clients last week about like how they were trying to move into all the hustle bustle of East Nashville, like walking distance from bars. And, and so I was like, all right, you're in your mid twenties now, let's say it's still in at 28, 29. Are you still going to want to be around the hustle and bustle? It's like, so a lot of times I, especially, you know, uh, people in their mid to high 20s are like, you're not going to, most likely, not saying everyone, but most likely you're not going to want to be around all the action all the time. And so usually I'm like, well, then maybe look in Germantown where you can like walk into the hustle and bustle. But if you want to, you can go kind of back to the quiet where you're like, oh, like, you know, I want to be more, more, you know, away from the action. So again, it's, it's like you're saying, what, where do you see your life? It's almost like, where do you see your life in five years kind of situation? So <laughs> totally. And even back to your point about also giving space to let clients walk their own journey, you know, sometimes it's presenting those things of, Hey, I hear this and I've thought of this. What do you think about this? Because right. if they were to say, Nope, has to be East. Absolutely. Only want East. Mm-hmm. Then you could pivot the conversation to, okay, well, you know, just in case your lifestyle does change in the next couple of years, let's make sure that in East, we find something that you'll have an easy time selling so that if you mm-hmm. want to transition in a few years, you're not going to lose money. Like it'll be a beneficial move for you. Right. I've shown houses to people sometimes where I've been like 95% sure that they won't like it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just know I know that you won't like it because I look at houses for a living and I know that people who say things that you've said usually don't like this type of home, but you don't know that yet. And so it actually is important for you to experience that because you might be the 5% that breaks that mold Mm -hmm. and you might just need to experience it for yourself. And that's a totally valuable part of this process that of course we'll make space for. 
So let's also talk about negotiation because that's a really critical skill for every good realtor to have. What are some questions that people could ask to evaluate how good a real estate agent is at negotiation? Well, the first one, in my opinion, is they give me an example of a, um, a gives me an example of a good good negotiation in their in their most recent transaction or something along those lines. Just to give examples, typically. Like, most of the time, they should be able to give multiple, um, but it's so it's so it's kind of just trying to gauge what, like what their ask them to name what is their what is their negotiation style because everyone has different ones. Me, it's like I'm always asking for more you want more than you want, and make them feel like you're giving them make you feel like you're giving them a lot. Um, but everyone everyone has different different strategies. So it is good to evaluate not only is your real estate agent a good negotiator but will their style match yours i love that you paired that because there are times where you know one person might be a really good negotiator but they take a very collaborative like friendly approach which Mm -hmm. because they're so good at that approach they're able to get a lot through that way but if you as the client or this the buyer are very much like you know i want to ask for the moon and like i want to take every drop i can get that you're not going to work well together Mm because it's just such different styles. Um, Honestly, you need a realtor who can wear any of those hats because each client has a different, you know, approach, but each person on the other side of the transaction could have a good approach as well. And so you actually do need a real estate agent who could wear any of those hats because you don't know who's going to be selling your house. Um, But what are some potential red flags that you could see in a conversation with a real estate agent um, as a buyer or seller? Um, the, I guess, first red flag is kind of listening to the questions they ask and say if they're, like you're saying before, if, they, if they're asking, the, if, they're, if they're most of their, the majority of their questions are asking questions you would see on a home search box, that, that is kind of, that, that is kind of automatically a red flag for me. Because usually when I'm talking to a, um, a potential client, first thing I wouldn't even do I don't even talk. I don't even talk size. Like we're talking about buyers, but I don't even talk size. I don't even. I don't even talk price. For probably for the first half of the conversation, um, it's. I usually start. I usually don't even talk. Honestly, don't even talk houses for the first twenty five percent of the conversation because I'm trying to get to know you, and so to. It's more of a baseline of trying to figure out. All right, this is this is the personality. Now, does the does the house that they say they want match the personality. Cause again, it's like we've said before, especially first time home buyers is sometimes they don't, they think they know what they want or they've been told they know what they want, but it may be different than what they actually want. And so trying to match their personality, what they want, I think is very key. So, and I don't, I, and I feel that I, I think being able to, if you feel like they're just treating you as another transaction and instead of a, an interaction, um, I think that is automatic red flag. Yeah, I think that's a huge red flag. Another one that I would bring up is if a real estate agent is leading by offering a lower commission. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, because that is an indication of a couple things. One, it's an indication that if that's how they're negotiating with you in a first conversation, how do you think they're going to magically be better at negotiating on your behalf? If they're mm. leading off by, you know, a concession like that. Um, but it can also be a um, it can also be an indication that they are either new enough or not successful enough that they don't believe that they're worth 
what they would normally ask for or what, you know, if they're leading with that, it just can be a red flag of a few things like that. Um, I would also say that somebody who is immediately telling you everything you want to hear, like if you are 100% right all the time mm-hmm. in that first interaction, um, that's not necessarily a sign that your realtor is going to know how to actually like coach you and help translate what you want into real estate. Um, you know, from listing appointments, that's a huge red flag is if, you know, if one agent is telling you that your house is worth 75000 more than everyone else is telling you, right? you're going to have an overlisted house that's not going to sell because they're not actually representing your best interest. They're telling you whatever they think you need to hear so that they get the listing. And it's most likely not going to go well. Right. I, I almost feel like it's it's almost to an extent you want your you want your realtor to push back on some of the things you say because number one it, it 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 tells you that like all right they're not going to just you know be a people pleaser and just try to give me whatever i want they're actually going to you know listen to me and actually try to find the best thing for me but it also kind of reflects how they would in, be in negotiations as well because if they're already taught people pleasing with you who didn't say they're not going to do it with the listing agent and they'd be like all right well this is the best we can get and actually trying to fight for you fight for your fight for your need and fight for your um for you to try to get the the lowest price as possible so totally and you can usually pick up on if they're pushing back because they genuinely want to make sure that you end mm-hmm. up in the best situation or if they are selfishly motivated and right. there is a minority of agents who are you can tell they're just doing whatever they can to get the transaction through um i don't think that's the I don't think that's most people, but it is a minority. And you can usually tell if the reason they're pushing back is because they're saying, like, I know that you want to get this house for three fifty when it's listed at three seventy five. I right. think you could get it for three sixty and I think you don't have a shot at this. I will write whatever you tell me to, but I'm telling you that I think that ten thousand might be the difference in whether or not you get this house that you're telling right. me you love. That's where it's clearly for your interest, not their own. Um Yeah. Are there any other things that you would say that are big, like red flags or absolute musts in a real estate agent? Um, I, I think, uh, no, I think that's probably, I think that's pretty much, those, those are the biggest, those are the biggest ones for me. It's really just, it's feeling that they, you, I, honestly, feeling heard, just me like feeling heard, feeling you were listened to. Um, and there's a difference between feel like you were 100% right and then feeling listened and heard to two there are big differences between those two things. And so just making sure that you feel heard by your your um, your agent is the probably the biggest thing I can say. Absolutely. And that you're comfortable actually expressing yourself too. Like you want somebody that you feel um, you can be open with because sometimes, you know, sometimes what you have to say, like you want to be able to be fully transparent or sometimes mm-hmm. even the reason you might not like something might be slightly vulnerable. Um, and you want somebody that you feel comfortable sharing that with because it's your home or it's the house that you're selling and you do need to make sure that you can communicate those things um, and it be a safe place that you can share that. Show some of your personality. If they don't react well, then that's not the person for you. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think this is a really helpful, you know, the first time I bought a house before I was a real estate agent, this would have been really helpful. The same. 
Same. So I think this is a really good place to start. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please like and subscribe. And then um, we would love to connect with you. So please visit our website at www.philosophy.com to schedule a consultation and strategize how to start taking steps towards your home buying goals today.